0: We pray you will be blessed by today's message. I invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn to John chapter 20. As Eliza has already stated, I am excited that we have baptisms to do today because it puts us in the vein of Christian tradition from long ago. And so... um, In so many ways, as we see two baptized, we are each called who have already been baptized to remember our baptism and to rededicate ourselves to the fervor that we had when we entered the baptismal waters, whether that be long or short ago. And so I hope that you will see that today as we watch to enter into the pool. John 20, would you pray with me? Oh Lord, would the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The message of Easter is one that we think, I fear, far too often is not for today. We think of what happens on that first Easter morning and the promise of resurrection that is given to each of us, and we think that it is for a day further in the future. Tomorrow, I have to travel down east to officiate the funeral of a of a friend, and I've thought long on this matter about how uh, his fu- his funeral tomorrow, the day after Easter, is so great because I get to stand there and say, in the fullness of that moment, in the sorrow of that moment, I get to say, "This is not the end," and know full well that it is not that we are a Easter people and we live in resurrection hope. But beloved. Easter and the message of Easter is not simply for down the road. It's not simply for some glorious day that we've already uh, sang about further down the path. Easter and the message of Easter is for us right now. And so as we hear the Easter story this morning in John's Gospel, where do you find yourself in it? Where do you find yourself in the cast of characters here in the first 18 verses of John 20? Do you find yourself in verse 1 with Mary? Scripture says, now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb maybe this morning you are here and for you the night has been interminable whatever has caused that dark dark night has for you has just seemingly it just seems to go on and on and on. Maybe it is the fact that you have experienced some loss. Maybe it is the fact that, that right now you have a family member who is, who is going through a terrible sickness or ordeal. Maybe it's the fact that you have situations in your life that are beyond your control and it just never seems to be day. And in that night, you can't find any rest You can't find any hope of sleep and you are just restless and you're stirring constantly and you just have to say, where did it all go wrong? And so you do the thing that you think best, you get up while it's still dark and you go and you try to bring some closure to the situation. I don't believe that Mary is going here in search of the fact that she's expecting Jesus to have arisen. The other scriptures tell us that the women went to fix the body so that it would be in the tomb properly with the proper spices and ointments. Mary's going here to mourn. Maybe your dark night is one that just seems to never end and all you can do is mourn. Are you Mary this morning? Or maybe you're... The two that Mary runs back to, Peter and John. Peter, who was oh so close to Jesus. And yet in those moments when Jesus needed him the most, Peter was the one who said, I don't know this man. Maybe you're John, who did stay with Jesus right up to the bitter end on the cross, who had laid his head so gently on the Lord's shoulder at the Last Supper, but who the last few hours and days have been so exhausting. Peter, racked with questions of his own grief, John asking how this can go on, and maybe you've reached the point of exhaustion One of my traditions for this day is that some point before the day is over, I will listen to Don Francisco sing He's Alive. And Don Francisco tells in that wonderful ballad about Mary coming to the gate and rattling it and Peter getting up to go see what it is. In my mind, because of that song, though I have no scriptural basis for it, Peter and John have finally fallen asleep. The moments have led to resignation that this is all too much for them. And so hope has died. And they finally entered into some slumber hoping, desperately hoping that when they awaken in the new day that it will all be better. It's not perpetual night for them It is just weariness. It is just weariness. Beloved, are you weary today? Have the vicissitudes of life caused you to just grow so weary that you think that you just can't put one step in front of the other again? That whatever it is that has oppressed your soul has caused you to say, I give up. I give up. I can't do this anymore. Are you Peter and John? Or are you the ones that aren't named in this text today? There's lots of people in the intervening white lines between all of the sentences that are left unnamed. Oh, we hear of Peter and John, but what of the other disciples? Have they once who held firm to the faith said, you know, it's all lost now and they've gone on their way and they've thought there is no, there is no validity to this story? I don't think so, but they're not here. They're not with their compadres. They're, they're right here just lost to the pages. But maybe you are in that unnamed group that is further into this, this night here that we encounter at the beginning of John 20. And you don't care. You don't care. You're here today for some reason to support or, or to make someone smile, but, but you're here today, and you just none of this matters, because you're sleeping through life. You're snoozing through twilight. Your life's going well. You're able to go to sleep. You're able to wake up and things are going well. And so you don't need this faith. You don't need this belief. You don't need this resurrection story. The events of Friday mean nothing to you. But you're in this story too. Because let us be honest, every one of us here today have been in the place of Jesus in this story every one of us has been betrayed by someone that we love every one of us has given our all for someone to see it turned their backs on us every one of us here has loved and loved deeply and loved greatly and had that love turned back on us and left us forsaken and cold in an empty and dark place so you may be snoozing through this twilight, but your night, your dark night of the soul that Mary is experiencing is coming. Your night of resignation and exhaustion as Peter and John are dealing with here is coming. And so are you ready? are you ready? Because now is not the time to snooze. Now is not the time to snooze. For now is the time to awaken from our slumber. Awake, 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 the scriptures tell us. For your light has come And so it is time for us to awaken and go running as Peter and John. Oh, what a foot race verses 2 through 10 hold for us. And I believe somewhere on the other shore, John is still saying to Peter, I beat you there. And so this morning, who are you beating there? Who are you beating there to see that the tomb is empty? Well, Mark, it does me no good to go and see that the tomb is empty because the boys here in verses 10 through 10, 2 through 10, it says they believed, but they didn't understand. And the word believe here is they believe Mary's report that the tomb is empty, but they haven't come to faith yet. They haven't seen Scripture invade their life and say, this is all for real. And what's going to do that? what's gonna do that Mary verse 18 you see between verse 10 when they go back home Peter and John and verse 18 Mary sees who she thinks is the gardener and suddenly she understands that it is the Lord of glory and he says Mary I'll go on and tell the boys I I'll meet you there. And Mary goes running back and says the greatest words ever. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord and there is hope today. I have seen the Lord and there is light. My night is no more. For some reason, in my mind, Mary never had another sleepless night because she knew that the Lord of glory reigned. And she could sleep soundly because he's got it all under control. Oh, as Peter and John go forth, I don't think they were worried. Later on in the book of Acts, we're going to find Peter spending another restless night And he's going to be in jail and in that jail suddenly people are going to be praying and Peter's going to get out of jail miraculously. But I think they had to wake him up to get him out. Because he knew there was no more night. Beloved, you may be exhausted right now and the only thing you want is to sleep. But understand something. Early this morning, God got me up to come play the role of Mary Magdalene and tell you, "I have seen the Lord." And there are countless others across this body right now and watching online at home who would tell you the same thing: they too have seen the Lord. that so there's no need to snooze through this twilight. There's no need to have another restless night. There is a need right now though for you to prepare, to prepare for that day and don't make it so that by the time that day comes you've got to go running somewhere to figure it out yourself. But today you can find out because you today can yourself see the Lord because He is not dead. He is not dead nor doth He sleep. As Longfellow said of old, He is alive. alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. I have had some dark, dark and difficult nights over the last couple of months. But at no point, even in my darkest, even in my darkest, did I not have somewhere in the the depth of my soul ring out still, He's alive. And because He's alive, you can be alive today. You don't have to sleep. Maybe maybe this morning you're like, oh, I've got to go to church today. Oh, I've got to go to church today. And so what, what did you do? The alarm went off at 7 o'clock and you went... And 8 minutes and 39 seconds later, you went... And then another 8 minutes and 39 seconds later, you went... And by then... Maybe your spouse next to you was saying, like mine does sometimes, just get up. Beloved, one that loves you more than your spouse ever could, one that loves you more than your mama and your daddy, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your granddaddy, your second cousin twice removed, has come this morning to say to you, get up and feel the warmth. Of his love and his grace and his mercy, that you can go out and live a life of great and awesome abundance. Why? Because Easter is not for the day when the, the trump of God will sound and all those ashes of mine that are scattered across old Chapel Hill Cemetery are somehow or another rebrought back and constituted to a glorified six foot nine body. Easter. Yes, it's for that day, but it is before every day before then. It is for the day that I draw my last breath. It is for the day that I draw my next breath. It is the day that says there is hope right now. There is grace right now. There is love right now. And so today, I may have given you a sleep through the sermon card, but I tell you, wake up. Arise, O sleeper, for your light has come, and the joy of the Lord has risen upon you. And we say, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, there are some here today who are tired. And they resigned to this is just how it's always going to be. And they need that spark like Mary brought to the boys to go running to you. And Lord, I, I pray today that, that, that the power of the Holy Spirit would give them that spark. I pray today, Lord, for those who the night just... There's never seemed to be a dawn. It just grows darker and darker and darker and darker. Like Mary. And Lord, I pray today that you would give them light and show that the bright dawn of creation through relationship And renewed covenant with Jesus Christ is for them. And Lord, for those that have slept and are still snoozing through twilight, I pray today that they would awaken to your love and your grace and they would receive, Lord, that free gift better than anything that the Easter Bunny may have left this morning, better than anything they may sit down to to eat this afternoon but one that is never-ending in its feast, the gift of grace. Lord, all of us find ourselves in this text, and so, Lord, for those who are already awake, for whom the bright light has dawned, Lord, use them as Mary to send them to someone right now to say, I have seen the Lord that they may do so in the joy of the risen King. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please note our schedule has been revised as of April 2021. Please join us on Sunday mornings for worship at 10 o'clock in the sanctuary at 108 Trail 1 in Burlington or on Facebook Live. For more information and resources regarding our church, please visit groveparkchurch.net. And remember, grace abound.